When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. We have so much to talk about this week. It's sort of a case of where do we begin, but looking ahead, we'll be looking at a potential transfer target in Robert Lord. If you haven't heard about him, Gregor has the lowdown on him. He could be coming to Bristol City in January, maybe. That's the rumours. Uh, we need to talk about the outstanding game at Hull. And Bristol City's recent form, Gregor thinks they might be finding a natural place. We'll talk more about that. A difficult block of six fixtures coming up as well. And we will be revealing our very special Christmas guest. But let's start then uh, with our question, which we do at the start of each podcast, a bit of trivia. And today, I want to ask you, did Lee Johnson, the current Bristol City manager, play more times for Bristol City or Yeovil Town? We'll answer that at the end of the podcast. So, uh, Gregor, I think you've just about thawed out from that cold trip up to Hull. But what a game. I mean, I had it in my headphones for Soccer Saturday and I heard Bristol City 2-0 down. I was like, oh, no. Because I hadn't been the best week, let's be honest. The loss against Preston. I was at that game. We'll talk about that. And then the draw against Sheffield Wednesday wasn't a terrible result because Sheffield Wednesday are a very good club. But I heard the 2-0 in my headphones. I thought, oh, no, that's... This isn't good. This is a place that you want to go and win at the moment. And then, well, what happened? Um, basically, they didn't play very well. And um, Lee Johnson admitted that after the game himself. He, he called it a terrible, terrible performance uh, up until 65 minutes. And then um, they made two changes at half time. They brought on Nicholas Eliasson, who was excellent again, I thought, for his uh, little cameo in the game. And then uh, they also brought on Jamie Patterson, who's sort of coming back um, and they, they need to get him into form, but that's another story. Um, and yeah, they, they sort of went for it and it didn't work for the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm. But, um, and then Callum O'Dowd, unfortunately, picked up an injury um, through a sort of sliding tackle where I think he actually fouled uh, his, um, his opposite number, the right back for Hull, who is Fikio uh, Tomori on, on loan from uh, Chelsea. And uh, yeah, he went off and then Milan Juric came on and I thought that sort of unsettled the team again because... Yeah, because Juric against Preston really struggled, but he seemed to have more impact this time because was he getting more service or, or what? Well, the problem was, I think Lee Johnson would have set up a system at half-time and then to have to rejig straight away, sort of just right. 10 minutes later, um, yeah, isn't isn't great. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Hull got that second goal, it looked like it was done and dusted, but what a final 25 minutes and... Yeah, it's not the first time that they've done that this season where they've they've played really badly and um, still got a result. I saw in the highlights that Horda Magnussen was trying to claim Aidan Flint's goals, but he just can't stop scoring. He's, you know, put him up front. He's like a forward, isn't he, at these corners? Yeah, I mean, we, we've spoken about this before and I've uh, mentioned it a few times, but Bristol City really are the best team in the league at um, attacking set pieces. Where Dean Holden plays a big role there and I've asked him about it and he's played it down. And yeah, he, he said it's a, it's a team thing. And yeah, there's a couple of elements to for that, isn't there? You've got to have a really good service and they have got players who can whip the ball in really nicely, whether it's Brownhill, O'Dowder, Patterson or Eliasson, all four of them I've seen taking set pieces over the last few weeks. And then obviously players like um, Aidan, 
Aidan Flint, and even when Aidan Flint isn't winning the ball, and he had the most shots on on Saturday actually against wow. Hull, which is crazy because he's a centre back, and he <laughs> he just keeps getting in there, and he's so determined to win the mm. ball. But even when he isn't winning it, mm. he's distracting defenders, and uh, for like the second goal, which which I loved, um, the equaliser from Bobby Reed. Mm. Um, if you watch it, <laughs> Bobby Reed missed it to start with, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, Nathan Baker was in there, and he's sort of like hauling his marker back a little bit, and it comes off his marker, lands at Reed's feet, and what I loved was that toe poke um, just through the keeper's legs right on the line. And uh, They all count. They yeah. all count. And Bobby Reed would have taken that. 21 minutes between the first goal and the third one going in. This is the sort of performance that Bristol City were on the end of this time last year. These are the sort of performances where they were one goal, two, two goals up and they were the ones crumbling. So does this show maybe how far they've come? I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, it's, it's a cliche, isn't it? You, you win, you get points when you're not playing well. But this reminded me of the um, Brentford game um, earlier in the season. OK, they only drew that. They got a last-minute two um, equaliser, didn't they? A 2-2 two, mm. two draw. But they were massively outplayed in that match for 60, 70 minutes. Dean Smith's side was so good. And they had loads of problems with Ollie Watkins down one side and um, Jota on the other side, who's obviously now at Birmingham. But, um, yeah, they... I, I just couldn't see a way that they were going to get anything from the game and then they just popped up again from a set piece I think and it, it falls nicely for Bobby Reed. and yeah he's a fox in the box and he's not going to miss from there He's done brilliantly this season so far but Tuesday evening against Preston was pretty uninspiring I was there and just didn't click at all did it and it, it sort of felt for the first time oh okay has this squad got the depth that's how I felt you know we've had Big Milan Juric up front and the other players um, in the team it didn't just seem to click at all did it? No, I, I think I know. Um, Lee Johnson was talking last night. That's Monday night, depending on when you're listening to this. And um, he was saying that the, the way this, uh, the Robins need to improve now is they need to find a way to break teams down who um, sit in a low block, as the coaches say. Who basically come to Ashton Gate and they sit back and just defend the likes of Burton and even Preston to an extent. Um, that's the next evolution for his side. Find a way to break those teams down and get behind them. And he was saying about whether you go uh, around the sides or over the top or through them. And I know he wants to, to, to improve the, the football that they play and play through teams. Um, they've got work to do there. Um, my reading is that they really need Josh Brownhill to come back into the middle. He played out on the, uh, on the right against Hull yeah. and it didn't really work. They brought him into the middle second half and mm. they played a lot better. They need his, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They need his creativity in there, um, his passing. Mm. Um, Corey Smith has showed several touches of class, but... <clears throat> They need more than that in the middle there. Um, and I think key to that is also, I think they need to get Jamie Patterson, who you, you'll yes. know I'm a massive fan of. Yeah. They need to get him back far in, uh, in, in in top form. So that knock he took and that injury he had just seems to have sort of halted his, his season and his form, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a strange one, that bug, wasn't it? Um, and he was on a drip. He went back up to Coventry, I believe. Um, and yeah, he was in hospital for a bit. Um, and he lost four kilos, he was telling us the other week. Um, what and was he, it? Was it some sort of bug that he had then? Something, something, enteritis or whatever. Oh, my wife. Oh, um, yes, not the sort of thing you want at all. And um, yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Um, he came back. It had a knock-on effect to his hamstrings, he was saying. Yeah, because that's what I was talking about. I was talking about the hamstring knock. But mm -hmm. this illness was before that, wasn't it? And that was when he was out for a little while. Absolutely, yeah. Knock-on effect. And um, yeah, he's he slowly come back, back into it. And obviously, he's been involved with the first team. And um, maybe you, you can't really rush these things. But no. they really could do with his um, the creativity he brings, the, the quality of passing and, and his basically uh, um, accuracy in the final third of the pitch. But when you've been that ill 
and I, I've had the, that sort of thing before, and you go into hospital and you lose loads of weight, it takes you quite a while to get back up to full strength. So do you think for this big block of six fixtures, which we're going to be talking about in a minute, do you think he's going to be up to pace for them? Yeah, I, I think so. I think actually it's not so bad timing because it looks like Alamo Dowd, I think the latest reckoning is that he might be out for two or three weeks. I've mm. been told um, today by somebody that he's he's having a, he's had a scan, so they're waiting for the results of the scan to come through. Hopefully it's not a, it's a grade one or, mm. or at the worst, just a not too bad grade two and, mm. and he's only going to be out for a few weeks. Um, and if he is out, then obviously you've got Jamie Patterson to come in. But the other one is, um, and we kind of mentioned this already, is the strength of the squad and Nicholas Elison has... Oh, Brilliant when he came on, wasn't he? From yeah, accounts uh, against Hull on Saturday, and he's just—he seems a brilliant player. His set play delivery is very good as well. His corners are really decent, so he's got to be pushing whoever's in that other wing spot for a start. And now Callum O'Dowd is out; he's got to be thinking, okay, this is my chance. Yeah, I thought he was great on uh, the weekend uh, against Hull, and yeah, he was probably the one bright spot, as um, as many people have said in the uh, draw against, sorry, the loss against Preston. Um, and yeah, I think there's more to come from him, and certainly he could be a, a key player sort of in the in the um, latter half of the um, of the season. And I'm not, I don't mean that necessarily in starting games and 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 really um, scoring and assisting, but but just coming on for like 20 minutes and offering something a bit different, maybe um, confusing the opposition a little bit, and maybe stretching the game, maybe pulling a, um, a full back out, which then makes space in the middle for for someone like a Diju or, or Jurich. Uh, how far is Fomara Diju? off coming back do we know so yeah Lee Johnson gave a rundown the other day on the long term players and uh, this was after the Preston game and he was he was pretty downbeat about all of them and he was pretty downbeat about everything everything <laughs> as you can imagine but um, yeah the one that he is hopeful of getting back and I think will be key is um, Famara and um, the latest on him is that basically he's he's set at the moment the medics have said he, he's, he could be back um, towards the end of December that's into full training mm. however it's more likely to be the middle of January ah. um, so yeah and you've got to combine that with Milan Juric who we know is nursing um, a groin complaint it's not not the he had the f- one side operated on in the summer and they Lee Johnson was saying they used to operate on both them but um, now it's the other side that's unfortunately um, causing him pain and it might be a tro- might be trouble and they're big lads aren't they Juju and Juric but you've still got someone like Matty Taylor Corley Woodrow um some people seem to give him a little bit of stick on social media, but he's a good player, in he, my opinion. He is a good player, yeah. I Against Hull, I thought his work rate was fantastic. He he sort of really dovetailed nicely with Bobby Reid. The two of them took it in turns to drop back into midfield, make up that extra person. And, yeah, it was just it was an odd display in, in the first half against Hull because the Robins weren't broken down very easily. Hull couldn't play through them and they weren't creating much. But at the same time, the Robins weren't creating much either. They just couldn't get anything going in the final third. So, yes, his industry and his work rate was superb. I thought he needed to be a little bit better with his distribution, holding on to the ball, and, and, and that kind of kind of thing will, will probably come. I think people forget he's only 22 years old and he scored a couple of goals this season and I think he'll score a couple more. So, Lee Johnson has been saying that Bristol City are miles off their best form. Now, that's despite that, that victory at Hull and, you know, the first half performance wasn't great. I know they lost to Preston, but that loss against Preston in the league, that's their third defeat of the season. Three defeats and we're coming into December. 
I know it's brilliant. And when you look back as well to the, towards the end of last season, what is it that that last game of the season against Birmingham? You can almost write that off because they had a lot to play for, and it's sort of like a, a party time almost for for City for staying up. Um, and then you go right back, and you're looking at yeah the Preston five nil, and uh, it, what, what was that the end of? Um, uh, so um, yeah, that's a terrific run of form, and um, really it really shows um, the improvement that Lee Johnson has brought to the side. Um, I worry a little bit in terms of the next block of fixtures. I think there's some really yeah. tough games coming up. And um, my opinion on the Robins is now that I'm, I think they're going to finish between... I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful at the moment they're going to finish in the top eight. Um, and they need to just maintain that bit of form, really, to make sure that they stay in the um, playoff places. I'm not sure they've got the consistency to go for the top two, but but then it's, it's still... I don't know. I mean... I'm not sure about the top two either, but consistency-wise, you've got to say they've only lost three times for season, so that is consistent. Yeah, l- let me clarify. What I mean is the um, they need wins to, to get the automatic places. Right, yeah. It's got to be winning regularly. Draws are OK. Course, yeah. um, but, and the Robins are one of the, the draw specialists of the league. I think they're um, just one draw off the top teams. I think that's Sunderland, Fulham and Brentford off offhand, who, who've drawn the most. Brentford obviously drew on Monday night, so that's another one. Um, and yeah, it, basically it's the, those draws that will stop them getting automatic um, promotion. So yeah, they might be looking at um, at the playoffs. And as I understand it, they're on their, their current taking is sort of like 1.7 points a game. And if they maintain that standard, I was reading yesterday, I think they would be on for 82 points, which would definitely get them into the um, playoff positions. And on a couple of years, a um, couple of times in the last 10 years, would have been good enough for automatic. I saw this amazing stat tweeted by Brendan Mitchell. Uh, Saturday's win at Hull City was the first time Bristol City had come from two goals behind to win an away league game since beating Mansfield 5-4 nearly 15 years ago. So... Knowing that they've got that sort of character, I think that's going to be enough to get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I think they're looking good for it. And um, interesting game coming up on Saturday because, um, as Lee Johnson said yesterday, if they win that, it, it, they're eight points ahead of Middlesbrough, um, which is a significant amount in this league because it's so close and anyone can mm. beat anyone on on their day and um, be a, a huge step forward, in my opinion. And yeah, I, I do agree with you. There, there is that consistency of not losing. Um, and yeah, I I honestly think they've got a great chance of making the playoffs. We're almost approaching the halfway point now, aren't we? And they're right know. up there. Well, let's talk about these six fixtures then, like I was saying. Sheffield United, big club to go to away on a Friday evening. That's going to be a tricky one. Nottingham Forest at home again, another big club. The Carabao Cup quarterfinal. And then you go to QPR and then Boxing Day against Reading. This is a hard December. Out of all those sort of games, where do you see them picking up three points? Um... I'd like to think... Obviously, that you can't pick up three points in a, a quarter-final. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think they're going to do the business against um, Middlesbrough at home and Nottingham Forest at home. But the problem is, has been, obviously, it's their home form, really, that's let them down a little bit. Sheffield United away, that's going to be <laughs> really tough. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, QPR at home won't, won't be particularly easy either. And, yeah, we all know how good Wolves have been. So, yeah, hopefully their, their home form is going to pick up a bit. And, and I think Lee Johnson just needs to find a, a system that um, is going to enable him, um, the Robins to break down teams at home and, and score those vital goals. Can you believe now we're coming around to the second fixtures, the Reading one? You know, obviously they played them in September and got that, scraped that 1-0 win with that late Aidan Flint winner and then they face them again on Boxing Day you start to feel now as soon as you get after Christmas it's the business end of the season isn't it 
Absolutely, and I guess that leads on to January and the yeah. transfer market and what do they need, what do they want. Um, I know Lee Johnson wants a central midfielder and he's going to bring one in in, in um, January. Can I just pick um, up on that point? So he wants yeah. a central midfielder, but in that midfield, he's got some some brilliant players. He's got Molon Pack, he's got Corey Smith, uh, he's got Josh Brownhill. Jens Hegler, possibly. You could Jens Hegler that. could play there. He hasn't played there for a while, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the problem is he's got Gary O'Neill as well. And, Gary O'Neill, of course. Yeah, and Gary's been out a while now and he's out of contract in the summer. Maybe they need to start looking at a, a longer-term solution there. Um, but you've got a player like Marlon Pack that doesn't always get in the team. Yeah, it, um, I'm, I'm a fan of Marlon. Um, he's... He's got incredible energy. He works his socks off. Um, he charges around the pitch, makes lots of tackles. His passing was a little bit off on against Hull. I'm sure you'd admit that too. Um, I, I think Lee just wants another option because it's a it is a long old um, season. Um, you need you need strength in depth. Um, that's been a key thing for um, uh, City this season, an area they've really improved. Um, I think. Well, I know that he, um, Lee Johnson wants another midfielder, uh, central midfielder, and they're looking for one. I also think they might bring in um, a, a right back um, yeah they need cover there for sure I mean Zach Viner is a good option but he doesn't seem to have his trust in them let's be brutally honest here he's not playing them you know against Cardiff City he could play Zach Viner he played a midfielder Corey Smith at right back I mean look it turned out okay but that says it all really yes I, I like um, Zach I've actually been told that by um, a source that um, the club is sort of looking at Zach as possibly a, more of a, a right-sided um, centre-back um, and really? if he goes out on loan, mm. he might he might actually be going out on loan to play as a centre back somewhere or as a right sided centre back. Um, What's the possibility of Zach Viner going out on loan? By the way, um, very high, I think. Um, I asked Lee Johnson that um, exactly well a week or two ago, and they hadn't made a final decision. And they'll obviously weigh things up. It depends on injuries and mm. other things. And also, well, basically, Lee said to me, if they send out Zach on loan they will they bring, have to don't they they'll be bringing in a right back yeah. but it'll be a right back on loan because he believes in Zach and he thinks that in 18 months time he'll be a regular starter see if I'm Zach Viner I'm thinking hold on a minute I played against Newcastle United last season and I played really well why can I not get in this team as a young footballer it must be confusing when you have performances like that and then you find oh I'm going to be loaned out now yeah, I, th- the, the, I guess it's uh, competition for places, and um, you've got Bailey right there, who's the club captain in yeah, front of, of you, and he's done he's done a good job. I, I think there's a few limitations with Bailey uh, um, right back. I've asked him where he prefers to play, and he sees himself as a centre back. So um, yeah, he's not a natural to get down the right flank, and and maybe sometimes you, you need a more natural player there who's going to advance forward, get into crossing positions, going to attack, um, it gives a bit more balance to the side. If you've got a guy there who's not going to go forward then as the um, opposition manager you, you just know that you haven't got to worry about that, that flank at all so in terms of balance to the side and because and it will create space elsewhere if you get someone coming in there who's willing to get forward so yeah I think they might look at that they've obviously got Eros Pizzano who's out for a while and that mm-hmm. did sound a really bad um, injury that he's got so mm-hmm. I think it's still going to be another month or two for him to come back so yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in and well in fact Lee Johnson has said that they are looking for um, a, a, pl- a right back to bring in on loan if Zach Viner goes out on loan So talk to me about this Robert Log guy he's playing in Greece at the moment but there's a number of clubs interested in in him, including Bristol City, Standardly Age is another one. What do we know about him? 
Yeah, so he's um, a central midfielder. Um, I think it's just a rumour. Um, I don't know anything more than that. Um, it, but he seems to fit the profile of what the, the Robins are after. Central midfielder, you, the right age, sort of 24, cheaper end of the market, um, out of contract in the summer. So there's a lot to uh, recommend this. But um, yeah, we're not too sure whether that is um, a player they're really looking for. Uh, well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Got some Twitter questions for you. If you want to tweet me, it's at Michelle Seven. Uh, Matt said, can we possibly sustain a top six push with so many key injuries? You said the performance, which we've been talking about today, of the last three or four games has been akin to early last season, which is understandable given injuries. So I guess, Gregor, do you really feel then that there does need to be quite a bit of movement in this transfer window with the injuries to the players that we've mentioned? I, I don't think, I personally don't think Bristol City need a lot. Um, I would, yeah, I think a central midfielder, uh, another sort of creative um, player in the middle there to help break teams down. Um, but then it's a case of getting your key players back. And you have to remember that Jamie Patterson's been out. Um, Bailey Wright was missing for a couple of games. Pisano's been missing for a lot of time. Jay Bryan was missing at the weekend, obviously. And you need these players. You need your key players. And they're not out for a long a, a long period of time. Jay Bryan will be back at the weekend. Um, and obviously Bailey Wright's come back in. So, yeah, I don't think they need um, a huge amount. I think... Dichu is a, is a big miss. Um, I think I think he adds something else to the team. He's obviously I mean good goal scoring form before he was injured, and when he comes back, that's going to be a tremendous bonus. I, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson does have a quick look on the market, see if there's another sort of big striker that might come in if Milan Juric needs an operation on his groin. And and Dean Holden, well, I spoke to Dean Holden recently, and. He said that they're kind of monitoring that. They're leaving it with Jurich to decide. But at some point, they will. They might have to consider uh, another operation. Elliot says, with the festive period almost upon us, what or whom do you think Lee Johnson will want Father Christmas to bring him this holiday season? Well, three points every game, surely. Um, how about a win in the uh, quarterfinals of the <laughs> League Cup? Um, and equaling the uh, 1989 side of uh, making it to the semi-final. Well, fingers crossed for that one. Another question here from the exiled Robin. Are we suffering injuries, he says, because of the high-intensity game we're playing? Because Liverpool had similar issues over the last three years. Do you think that's true with the number of injuries at the moment? No, I I don't, just because of the nature of the injuries. I mean, Joe Bryan's was sort of a contact injury. That's obviously just from match play. Um, uh Eros Pisano's sort of overstretching um, and, yeah, it's a really bad tear. Um, uh, I, I mean, Calamo Dowders, if you saw the tackle on on Saturday, then you, you'll have realised how, how he got injured. Just knock on the ankle there and not much that could be avoided. I think. It, so you don't think the high pressing, the high intensity, all the running they're doing is having an, an impact? No, I don't think so, not necessarily. I think a lot of these are just natural um, contact injuries from football. Now, I think it's important to note, Gregor, that you don't just cover the first team. You do a lot on the under-23s as well, who have had a couple of decent results. So you were telling me they had a good result against Cardiff City with a comeback. Uh, what was that one? That was this week? Yeah, 2-2, came back from 2-0 down. And some good character there. They beat Bristol Rovers, which will please a lot of Bristol City fans. In this team, who are the sort of players that are standing out and perhaps pushing for a first-team squad place? 
Yeah, good question, because um, Lee Johnson said yesterday that he thinks there's some youngsters that are going to come through in sort of the next 18 months at Ashton Gate. I, I think we should qualify that and maybe say that um, he said a similar thing earlier in the summer in, in that he thought there were several youngsters who would have a, a big impact this season. And I think he's um, alluding more to the likes of Lloyd Kelly and Zach Viner than than um, Joe Bryan and... Um, and, and, and Callum O'Dowder and Josh Brownhill, who are a bit more established. Maybe, maybe O'Dowder's maybe in the middle of that, um, and, and I'm doing him a disservice. But yeah, this this team, um, there's several um, good talents. Uh, there, there's a good team there. I, I, I hate to pick out individuals because they have got good um, players all across the board, though. But um, if I had to, then um, maybe the likes of uh, Tyreek Bakinson, uh, Rory Holden... Um, Connor Lemonhay Evans. What position are these lads in? Uh, all three of these are, are midfielders, um, and they were all playing in a behind closed doors um, friendly um, yesterday that was set up by the club. And I know that um, Lee has called up five youngsters to um, actually join in with the um, seniors training. Um, so he particularly rates those mm. um, five, and I think those three are a part of that that five. Um, and there's several other talents as well. And of course, this isn't even mentioning all the guys, the 15 plus um, players who are all out on loan. Yeah, there's a lot of players out on loan at the moment. So we'll have to watch this space with the under 23s because that sounds quite promising. Okay, so let's go back to our trivia we asked for at the start. Lee Johnson has played more times for Bristol City or Yeovil Town. And the answer, and there's not much in it, is Yeovil Town. He played for them 192 times. He played for Bristol City 174 times. And that brings me on to our Christmas guest which will be Lee Johnson, which we are very excited about, aren't we? And if you have any questions for that, you can tweet myself or Gregor. Uh, my Twitter handle is at MichelleOwen7 and yours is... At GMacG. Such it. a good, yeah. such a good Twitter handle. I wish mine was that good. So in the next episode, you will hear from Bristol City Manager. Obviously, we have so much to ask him. I believe we have half an hour of his time. So get your questions into us and we'll look forward to that one in a fortnight's time and fingers crossed for some good results in these next block of tricky fixtures. See you in a couple of weeks. Robin's on the wire.